Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Rink Rat Report Podcast. Today is Monday, January 7th. Uh, your New Year's resolution is probably broken by now. Mine is too, don't worry. I'm up late doing this. Through the window, whatever. Uh, no need for a new year, new year, new you. I mean, we're all perfect as it is, right? Anyways, uh, the World Junior Tournament has wrapped up. We were Sports fans were absolutely spoiled uh this weekend um these are weekends that you think of in the dog days of summer and you just salivate because you're missing quality primetime sports times like this i mean we had saturday was just wild we had the world junior final we had the leafs playing the canucks and absolutely smacking them because the canucks didn't have elias jesus in the lineup um World Junior Final, Leafs game, playoff football as well. Playoff football on Sunday too. Uh, wild. No need to go anywhere this weekend. Unless you're going somewhere to watch, which, whatever. Yeah, then you had a reason to go somewhere this weekend. Anyways, so I'm going to be recapping the Russia, uh, both of USA's games actually. USA-Russia and then Finland-USA. Uh, uh, no need to do... Switzerland, Finland. I mean, that game was 4 0 halfway through the first. Barn burner. Nail biter. Uh-huh. Um, as well as the bronze medal game. I'll, I'll get into that one a little bit. I mean, it was bronze, but yeah. Switzerland, they, it was, they gave us an exciting tournament this year. Kudos to them. That was awesome. Hopefully, we see more performances from underdogs like this. I mean, if you remember, I, di- I didn't count them as a power six, and they came fourth in this tournament. And they. It was a 3-2 game against Russia in the bronze medal game. It was a really close one. Upsetting Sweden, too. So kudos to them. They were they were awesome uh, in making this tournament as exciting as it was. Uh, as well, I'm going to look forward to uh, the Leafs' schedule upcoming. I didn't get to watch the game on Saturday because my Cowboys were playing. But I'm not going to get into that. Uh, we're going to do a cow-turd take. Uh, regarding the upcoming 2019 draft. And, yeah, I'm going to look forward to what the, who the Leafs play this week. Um, so, just to get into it, uh, Vasily Podkolzin, I think he's going to be someone that a lot of people that evaluate the draft are going to be div- divided up by um, come the draft time. Because his MHL numbers, which is the Russian Junior League, MHL numbers aren't spectacular for a top five pick, for a top five talent. His VHL numbers aren't good. His KHL numbers aren't good. However, he goes to the Holinka Gretzky. He lights it up there. Ties, tied for the lead in scoring. He goes to the World Junior A Challenge. Lights it up there as well. He looks really good in another tournament where he was playing with Denisenko and Kravtsov. And then he comes to the World Juniors. And I mean, although he didn't put up a ton of points, uh, he looked awesome. And it was really... Uh, it was really telling to see that he was on Russia's first power play. He was on the power play with Denisenko, Kostin, Kravtsov, and Romanov, and he was he was he played very well. the The big thing that I noticed about him was his skating. His skating was he was really fast, a little bit hunched over, which made him a little smaller. But he he's insanely fast. His play along the boards was really good. When the game got physical, he was 
really good at being able to move the puck to another teammate. I mean, we saw a couple times where he was getting hit and he was able to still move the dish the puck to a teammate. His zone entries were pretty good as well. Unfortunately, it only three assists is pretty good for an 18-year-old. Um, and but I think he showed a lot from this tournament and he he put on a fantastic show. Uh, and it, this tournament's going to really help his draft stock. And then we're probably going to see him again at the U18, under-18 championships. I'm guessing right now. I'm not too sure. Um, if he's there, though, I think he's going to absolutely light it up. And it's only going to help his draft stock again. So, Pot Golson, awesome tournament. Uh, as for the rest of the USA-Russia game... Um, I didn't think that uh, USA, before their first goal, had nothing going on. I mean... It, the, the shots were 7-2. to two. Uh, 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 Russia tried to break out of their zone. It was a missed pass by them. Uh, Sandberg moves the puck up to Cockrell. Cockrell to Wallstrom. Wallstrom buries. Uh, that was one guy, Cockrell. I'm just saying in general over these two games. Uh, he's only got five points in 16 games in the NCAA. I thought he was moving and shaking out there. He had, I think, close to five zone entries. In that, just in the gold medal game alone, he showed some, he flashed some skill, he created some chances. I think he really, he was in those two games when they needed him most, he was very good for USA. Um, a couple other things, I mean, just in general, over these two USA games, one they win, one they lose, I mean, it, it's amazing to see how this tournament is just a game of, of bounces. One bounce here, one bounce there. You're out of the tournament early. A bounce, a, a good bounce for you, and you're in the finals. A uh, bad call, a bad interpretation, is what they're calling some of these with the kicks and whatnot. Uh, and again, you're out of the tournament. And when you look at it, Russia versus USA, that Russia goal where it was a kick, and they called it. You can't purposely direct it into the net. That was odd because it came right down to just interpretation. It wasn't. You can't look at it and say. Oh, it was because it wasn't a kick. It was a direction, kind of. Was he just stopping? Was he trying to direct it in with his foot? Who knows? That I mean, that's kind of BS that Russia then ends up out of the tournament. I mean, not out of the tournament, um, not in the gold medal game, just because of that interpretation. And then there was another play where Russia had an open net. Caden Primo slid out. Uh, the puck was stopped, though, and it was Josh Norris deflected it over, over the net. He stopped the goal. He saved the goal. He's helped USA to make it to the finals. I mean, just those two plays there, uh, that, came, that game could have easily been Russia. And we could have seen Russia and Finland in the finals. So, very exciting tournament overall. Um, a couple other, a uh, couple guys I want to highlight. Uh, Sasha Chemilevsky over both games, the Russia game and the Finland game. Chemilevsky is a, a forward. He plays for the Ottawa 67s. He was representing USA there. Uh, not getting... A ton of minutes, but I thought he played awesome there. He's a sixth round pick of the San Jose Sharks um, in the 2017 draft. He was drafted after the least drafted Ryan McGregor before him. I don't even know if we're going to sign Ryan McGregor, but Shemilevsky looked terrific in this tournament, uh, especially in the semifinal game and the final game. And the goal that he scored, the one touch pass to. Uh, to Mikey Anderson. Uh, Anderson gets it down to Hughes. Hughes throws it on net. 
and Shemilevsky is able to finish from there. But what I really liked on Shemil- what Shemilevsky did on that goal was he came, he made the pass to the point from the, the corner of the net and he quickly got moving uh, to the front of the net and he was able to finish on that one. And when you're moving like that, it's, it makes it really hard for defenders to keep track of you. Um, overall, another guy, Caden Primo, seventh round pick, 2017 Montreal Canadiens. Uh, he... He plays at Northeastern right now in the NCAA. He was very good as well. Um, he was... A lot of people were debating, should he be goaltender of the tournament? Um, I say absolutely not. I think that Uko Pekalukanen, which is... Who was the media pick, and Russia's goalie as well, were very, very good. They also... I think Russia's goalie played more games than him. I'll look that up now. But he played the same amount of games, but he put up better numbers. Uh, but Kaden Primo was awesome for them. Uh, he really gave USA a chance. I did like Oshawa, uh, how I didn't think that Oshawa General's goaltender and Boston Bruins uh, prospect, whose name is Kyle Kieser, I didn't think that he played too, too bad in that Sweden game. He made a couple great saves to keep them in that, but it, and putting Primo in clearly did not uh, harm the USA. Uh, and the last guy I want to highlight, I'll get into Jack Hughes a little bit when I'm talking more about the gold medal game. Uh, and I'll, I'll do a Hughes versus Kako because those are the two guys that are going one and two in this draft. A lot of people after this tournament are probably going to start saying Kako. I'm still on the Jack Hughes train. But Oliver Wallstrom was terrific in this tournament. He's an Islanders draft, first round draft pick. He's currently playing at Boston College. I could easily see him playing in the AHL next year, which he's allowed to do. And being back at this tournament... And absolutely lighting it up. The USA has a couple other guys too. In Yul Farabee, K. Andre Miller, Jack Drury, and Spencer Knight. Who are going to be returning. Spencer Knight didn't get in any games. He's a goaltender. He was the third goaltender in this one. But he should be the top ranked goaltender in this coming draft. Uh, those returning players right there. All are extremely talented. And they should. They should. Uh, USA should get, be a contender for next year's tournament. But as we've seen in this tournament, a couple bounces here, a couple bounces there, you can see USA out in the quarterfinals. So, anyways, moving on to the... A couple notes I just want to say in that uh, Russia game. Very even, evenly matched in this one. As I said, USA got a couple good bounces for themselves. And it ended up advantageous. Uh, they ended up winning the game. Um, I've already highlighted oh uh, Denisenko uh, was clearly deserving of I think he was the media he he led the tournament in points at the end of the tournament he was also one of the all he was on the all-star team as selected by the media he was fantastic out there his numbers right now in the KHL don't really represent how good he is because he was he's a fantastic skier He's gritty, and as you saw in that goal against USA, oh my god, he put that right under the bar. He did not show that he was shooting until the very last minute, and he just roofed that. You could not have put that at a better angle. That was fantastic. That's going in on so many goaltenders. No, to no fault of Caden Primo, I'm saying, on that one. Uh, and Vitaly Kravtsov is another one. He was injured. He played through injury in this one. 
New York's really going to like this guy. He was he was fantastic too. And then Clem Costin, solid tournament. He probably needs to get a little bit quicker. He's really skilled. He's big. He's heavy. So maybe get a little bit lighter. That'll help him with the skating. I wasn't a huge fan of what he did in the metal stuff. I'm not going to go on a rant about it. I mean, just don't tell people to fuck off pretty much in in the in the in the ceremony part I mean look up I know it's a tough time for him and the fact that he did actually in the end apologize I mean that made that just that apology right there you can put this whole thing behind you he's 20 years old he's 19 years old it's a very emotional time for him obviously he's not going to be able to represent Russia in the world juniors again he may be able to represent Russia he will represent Russia again down the road I think but not being able to win a, um, a gold medal for Russia and the World Juniors had to have killed him. Uh, so his actions weren't... They were pretty classless, but the fact that he apologized in the end just makes it... I mean, it's all all right to me. Uh, good on. Uh, he had a great... He had a fantastic tournament, a terrific selly. If you didn't see it, he did the plug the ears after that incident in the bronze medal game when he scored. Awesome celebration. And I wouldn't look into that uh, that too much. That situation right there too, too much. Anyways, moving on to this gold medal game. This was a fantastic game right here. USA pushed the pace in the first part of the game. Finland was able to jump out a two, to a 2-0 lead. USA comes back in the third period. And then Finland puts it away in the last minute. You couldn't have asked for a better gold medal game there. Um, USA got, called, got burned on a, uh, a no-goal call. Uh, my opinion on that, uh, Shemilevsky was in the crease, and that is the rule in double IHF. As silly as it was, he wasn't interfering with Uka Pekalukinen. <laughs> say that? That's a fun name to say, too. Pretty hard to spell. And also, he's a pretty hard goaltender to score on, clearly. Media pick for top goaltender in the tournament. Not a big deal. Anyways, uh, I thought the, the goaltending matchup in this one was terrific. Primo was awesome. Pekalukinen was awesome. Uh, that's disallowed goal is tough, but I mean it is a crease violation on that one. Paling made a great move on that one. Paling, tournament MVP, not bad. Um, made a great zone entry, shot off the backboards, lucky bounce in front, and um, Oliver Wallstrom uh, plays janitor on that one, just cleans it up. But Shemaleski was in the crease on that one. I understand why it was no goal. So. Um, I think that the Shemilevsky again had a fantastic game. Uh, he he showed he showed a lot of a lot of poise, a lot of ability to make some great passes and to be in fantastic. I mean, his vision to his vision in terms of passing as well as positioning, I thought was fantastic. He may need to get a little bit quicker to make himself an everyday NHLer to make himself an effective uh, a top six forward for the Sharks. But from what he's shown. Last season to me in the playoffs when I watched him, um, they, his team lost in five, but I thought he was fantastic there. From what he's shown in this season, what he showed in this tournament, you could have not asked, you could not ask more of a sixth round pick as of right now than what he's put up. Even in the AHL last year when he got called up, he was fantastic there too. So, Shemilevsky, awesome tournament. Um, he's having a great season. Hopefully, Maybe Ottawa can make a run as they've got a pretty solid team. I believe they're a top 10 CHL team. So 
Um, one guy that you might look at and say, like, oh, he didn't have the best tournament based on how many points he had um, is Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes, was I thought, was going to put up more points, but just watching the games, he only had two. Two in seven games. But there was one goal. I'm going to flip through these notes here. Um, USA's first goal his USA's first goal that goal does not start if Quinn Hughes is not able to to rush the puck up the ice like he did um, and and get his own entry like he did on that one that was a fantastic play by Quinn Hughes he defended really well I, I think he was he was he was awesome at both ends of the ice he was really good at moving the puck up the ice and skating the puck up the ice he his Skating was on full display. He's a fantastic skater. And it was really, really impressive to see his two-way game. So even though he didn't put up a ton of points, uh, he didn't put up any goals, uh, and he had less points than last year, and last year he played a lot less than he did this year, I thought that Quinn Hughes was awesome in this game. And that guy's going to be a really... Vancouver's got a special defenseman in that one. Honestly, I like him better than... Hands down, better than Yolani is. Um... So now I'm going to get into some of the draft-eligible guys in this game. Anton Lundell's tw- uh, a 2020 eligible draft pick. He was awesome in this game. He made a couple great plays. He drew a penalty, had a couple great chances. Um, I don't think he ended... He was in on that last goal. I don't think he touched it. I don't think he got a, a point on that one. Um, I can actually just take a look at it right here. He had one assist. Um... I don't know which, and he had an assist on the, I'm actually not even looking at the right game. Anyways, disregard that. Uh, I thought, regardless, Anton Lundell, he's going to be a top pick in next year's draft. He was fantastic in this game too. Couple chances, couple penalties drawn. Uh, Not much else you can ask for in a 17-year-old. He did have one assist on the last goal. I think he touched it and then Capo Caco knocked it in. So next year, uh, next year we saw some fantastic, we saw some talent in this year's uh, tournament that we're going to see in next year's tournament, thank God. Uh, and who, guys who are eligible for the 2020 draft, and that's Alexis Lefanier and Anton Lindell. Mix in Cole Perfetti, uh, mix in Quentin Byfield, and a couple other guys that right now I, I off the top of my head I, I won't name uh, I won't get into that 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 2020 draft is looking really hot right now so the big matchup right here and my counter take of the night is it was coming into this game my counter take was whoever wins this one should go number one because they're a gamer they're a winner uh, you want to pick winners and my counter take after the game, Capo Caco was able to close it out when Jack Hughes wasn't. Jack Hughes had a breakaway in the last minute, in the la- in the dying part of the third period. He wasn't able to close out, but Capo Caco was. Uh, I think those are both countered statements. I don't know why one game would matter so much when evaluating talent, um, and that's why it's a countered countered take segment. Segment. I think both of those are nonsense. Both players did play very well. I did notice Jack Hughes more. Uh, that kid's just, he's stupid fast. He handles the puck so well. 
He's able to dish the puck really well because he's just moving so much faster than everyone else. However, he's a little bit on the smaller side and he's a little bit frail. I think he's only listed at 154 pounds. I'm going to get that exact number now. But the big thing that then that, that advantage goes to in height goes to 168 pounds for Jack Hughes. Tiny, tiny, whatever. Uh, but then you got Capocaco, who's six foot three. He's he can handle the puck tremendously. He plays the cycle really, really well, which was on full display in this tournament. And this doesn't mean that he's a perimeter player. I wouldn't say. I say he works the cycle very well, and he's able to attack the front of the net as well. I mean, scored the tournament-winning goal from the front of the net. Not bad for a 17-year-old. Anyways, he had a pretty good tournament. Five points, seven games. Jack Hughes finished the tournament with four assists in four games. He was a really good playmaker. I still like Jack Hughes more because he's a he's a better skater. He's a really good playmaker. But Capocacco is a fantastic consolation prize if you don't get that first overall pick in this draft. So, anyways, to sum up the tournament, a lot of strong performances. We're going to see... I think we're going to see some of these uh, a good amount of these guys in the NHL next year. Uh, returning players, um, there's there's going to be some solid returning players. Especially, I think USA's got some. Canada could have a, a couple really really good ones. Finland, as I just noted, Grasis Kupari, who had a very very good Kings twentieth overall pick in 2018. He's eligible to return next year. He may not be there though because the Kings absolutely suck, but. And they lacked ability to move fast. That's a probably a horrible way to put it. And he's a very fast player. So we'll see on Kupari. Uh, Anton Lundell, though, is guaranteed to be there. And can't wait for next year's tournament because this one was absolutely electric. To close out everything, we've got a terrible post-game interview question that was directed toward Jack Hughes. Someone asked, oh, you're very young and you're able to play in this tournament for the coming years. Like, how does this feel? Excuse me. Have you researched who Jack Hughes is? This guy's not playing next year. He's playing in the NHL. He's going to be earning a ton of money. He's going to be getting playing time in the NHL. There's no chance that Jack Hughes is playing in this tournament next year. Unless he gets injured for the whole first half of the season and they put him in this as a conditioning stint. Jack Hughes is a very, 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 very good player. He's not playing in this tournament next year. Um, and to close it out, hot coaches alert. Uh, Finland's coach had some terrific flow to him. It looked like he combed each individual strand of his hair. And Finland, uh, Sweden, Switzerland's coach, the uh, buddy who last year said, uh, we have no chance, we're going to get sl- smacked by Canada. I... You can see under that shirt, he's got a nice sleeve tattoo there. Ooh, maybe he owns a motorcycle too. Anyways, closes out. Hot coaches, bad interview questions. Fantastic tournament. Can't wait till next year. And so now moving on. Uh, Leafs finally snapped their uh, losing streak. On Saturday, they played the Elias Pettersson-less uh, Canucks. Smacked them 5 nothing, And... The Canucks without Elias Pettersson just might as well, I don't know, you might as well just smash the other team because it's going to be horrible value. But the Canucks are not a very good team without Elias Pettersson. Uh, he's been terrific this year. Can't say enough good things about him. Uh, the Canucks 
I can see them next year uh, grab like putting signing a fighter or someone stupid like that like getting Matt Martin I think that I could see the Canucks acquiring Matt Martin just to like say like yeah we're nobody's gonna push around Elias Pedersen anymore just to go out there and fight people and it's, it's gonna be a horrible decision it's gonna take up cap space and I can't wait for the Canucks to do that so moving looking forward to the Leafs next week just to close out this episode uh we got the Predators tomorrow 7 p.m Predators are should be a very tall task for the Leafs obviously um gonna pull up the standings to see who where each team is sitting right now how they're doing as of late um but predators are difficult as always then we got an easier one in new jersey uh who's sitting near the basement and then saturday we got a we got a freaking classic in the bruins 7 p.m uh in in toronto thank god hope i have no idea when frederick anderson's gonna be back we have michael hutchinson in that right now i'm not the biggest fan of hutchinson but i believe that pretty much any goalie can go on a nice little hot run and can provide the team with enough to win hopefully we get that hot play from hutchinson 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 i don't even know if i'm saying that or who cares it's late uh Hopefully we get some hot play from Hutchinson until Anderson returns and hopefully Anderson returns back to form. And this was, this turns out to be a nice little rest for him. Sparks. I have no idea when he's coming back either. I'm rolling like, obviously you got to start Hutchinson against the Predators after his shutout win against the Canucks. I'm not the biggest fan of Hutchinson. I don't think he's that great. He doesn't cover a ton of net Uh, earlier in the year. I was smashing. I would, I would always pick the other team when Hutchinson was starting His numbers were absolutely horrendous, and I think I was right all three times that he started. But he's a Leaf right now. Have to support him. He he shut out last game. Hopefully he can provide us with something steady because this team is such an offensive threat. Matthews, Tavares, Marner, list goes on. Willie, Willie's almost back to stride. uh, That he just needs to give us league average goaltending over this stretch. Um, And... Going back to my point where I said any goaltender can give us hot goaltending over a 10-game stretch, look at JSO Ban. You remember that guy? That guy came in here. He was Marley's goal... Uh, I don't even know if it was the Marley's at the time. Might have been St. John's at the time. St. John's goaltender did not post above a 900 save percentage and gave the Leafs just stupendous goaltending night in and night out. I mean, he was terrible the rest of his career, but he gave us over that small stretch some fantastic goaltending that made us that we almost we came somewhat close to making slipping into the playoffs that year listen to this numbers 11 games played 2-2-1 goals against and a 9-24 save percentage this guy finished with an 8-9-9 with the marlies that year an 8-9-9 in the ahl and this guy posted a 9-24 over 11 starts i think hutchinson who has nhl experience too can give us 910 hopefully we'll say 910 is the number i'm looking for by the time anderson gets back so not the most difficult schedule coming up for the leafs uh i'm gonna post an episode coming friday so we're gonna have played the predators and the devils i'm gonna give a nice big look down on that and some other points of stuff that's happening around the league uh and such and we're gonna tee up the Bruins game 
Bruins Leaf game on Saturday. Hopefully, uh, the, the Leafs haven't had the best of luck against the Bruins this year. Although on paper we outmatched them tenfold, we should be just skating circles around this team. I don't understand outside of their first line. What what the heck do they have? They don't have much. Pretty good goaltending. A couple de- de- good decent D. De- few good forwards here and there but i don't know how they're beating us we should smack them on saturday not like pending goaltending performance we should smack them on saturday that's just what i'm gonna say so hopefully we can pull a cup winning a win against the predators would be awesome uh predators are we're at home predators are a strong team they're currently sitting at 25 15 3 Second in the Central Division, one point behind the Jets. Uh, uh, as of late, three, five, and two, so not the best. But they're a well-built team, and this is not going to be a cakewalk. Not as Devils, more so a cakewalk. And then hopefully we can shake whatever's been possessing us against the Bruins. So that's been today's episode. Hope you. I'll survive your Mondays. Take care.